I'm Stephen Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the words. What do I say? Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm about to dunk. I'm not miffed and peeved. Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm down to dunk. I'm Stephen Adams. I'm not miffed and peeved. I am down to dunk. Yo, this is PG and I'm down to dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, and featured on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time. With me today is my good friend, McKelly Barra. McKelly, what's up? It's the on today, right? Well, it, it was yesterday, but you know, it's still the on today for me. Probably every day is Deontay Day from here on. Uh, so he agreed yeah. to a multi-year deal. Uh, the terms weren't released when I was asleep, were they? No, I, I haven't seen anyone um, that, with the details, so I would say no. Yeah. I, I mean, if we were to predict, I think it would be a minimum deal, of maybe a three-year minimum deal with a team option on the last year. Yeah, two or three years, yes. That is what it, it should be. Yeah, uh, which is great. I, I think that, and I, I don't know if this will result in playing time for him. I'm still... Probably a little skeptical that that will be the case mm-hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. I think that the team really likes what Nader does. Uh, but it gives them another option where they don't have to count the days because I saw somebody put on Twitter, and I, I don't know how accurate this is, uh, but they said the Thunder saved like 40 grand like every single day that they didn't sign him. And so yeah, it was the, it was significant. And they had to be at 14. Um yeah. As of yesterday. And so they went ahead and took care of that. Now they're at 14 and they don't have to worry about uh, any roster penalties or anything like that. And they've got Deontay on the team for a yeah. little while, which is super nice. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't mean that I am winning the bet just because Timotel Wauwakobaro is playing a lot for a crappy team. But it feels <laughs> like I'm winning the bet. You definitely right? won the bet. I mean, if you were to tell me that... After Summer League, that, oh, here's the deal. TLC is going to get his fourth year declined and he's going to be salary dumped, and Deontay is going to get a multi year deal. I'd be like, man, that's that's a little strong. <laughs> that's a little strong. <laughs> but no, like he's he's proven it in a lot of ways this season. Is he a consistent player? No, but has he had some big moments? That Portland game? He was mm-hmm. so good, and it was the shooting yeah. was a huge part of it, but it was also the defense. It was the defensive plays that he could make. It's his athleticism. It's his strength, uh, his versatility. Like he's, I, I think he's going to be a good player for this team. Yeah, and to be honest, I mean, uh, I heard uh, Brett saying that um, he doesn't think he's a positive contributor as of yet. I I disagree a little bit because the defense that he's shown on James Harden. And against Portland, as you mentioned, that is legit. That is very good defense yeah. for any standard. Uh, I know that offensively you don't know uh, what you get. But still, and this is where Brett, I think it's right, is you need to try him. If he has it going offensively, I think that as of today, he can contribute more than what Nader does. Yeah. Because the defense can be good. Offensively, 
if it is one of those night, I, nights, I think you have to play him. If not, well, two minutes will not change the outcome of, it, of the game, probably. Yeah. He, he is a strong defender, and he had those rebounds in that Houston game as well that were just super crucial. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited that he's going to be on this team. I think that he's a guy that can develop into something. And if, I mean, if you get contributors that are on minimum type contracts or rookie scale deals, mm-hmm. like that's that's how you maintain flexibility to make trades, and that's how mm-hmm. you become you know as close to a contender as you can be. Because if you have contributors up and down your roster, uh, that's great. And this team needs it right now with Dre out. With Alex not on the team anymore, uh, they need guys that can play on the wing. And Deontay's shown that. He can play probably three different positions, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, one thing that I want to see him develop is a reliable three-point shot. Because I think he has it somehow. Uh, It doesn't look like a three-point shooter, but the numbers um, so far says that he can be... Uh, a three-point shooter. And yeah. if that happens with that defensive ability, he can really be uh, P.J. Tucker 2.0. Mm-hmm. Um, because, to be honest, on offense, what P.J. does is setting very good screens, and Deontay can do that because he has a very low center of gravity and he's big, and so he can do that, and shooting corner trees. Not even any trees, just corner trees. Mm-hmm. And he's probably the third or fourth uh, more, most valuable player on use in the Houston lineup. Uh, oh, I would yeah. probably put him ahead of Gordon as of today. Yeah. And so, I mean, if you, if you can get a player like that, that may become able to create a little bit with the ball in his hands, I think that you have a great player. And if, and if he doesn't pan out, I think that having a guy like that on a minimum deal will not uh, create any issue. Uh, in your locker room or in your um, salary cap going, going forward, so no. it's a win. It's a win-win for both. Uh, Deontay gets guaranteed money for himself, and OKC gets everything else basically. Yeah, yeah. He's he's seven for twenty-one on the season from three. So like the sample is super duper small. Yeah. No, I, I was I was referring to uh, G League stats and oh, okay. the one in Korea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and do you have those? It, do you have those called up? The G League stats? No, 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 no. Uh, but I, what I can try to, I'll do it right uh, Look into that, uh, so that you can immediately say that um, I have a bad memory. <laughs> that that can be the case. Be careful. There's two Deontay Burtons in the uh, G League. Yeah, I cannot remember that. Uh, who is the other one? I can't remember who he plays for, but his name is Deontay Burton. Uh, oh, great. Let's see. 31% in the G League. Let's okay, see. great. Then it's not a good shooter. Well, On four attempts I, per game. Yeah, I don't know. There's something in the way he shoots the ball and in the, in the fact that he can make like two or three in a game and then maybe be off um, the next one, mm-hmm. that screams like a guy that can hit the shot uh, yeah. with, in due time. And um, he's 30, a, 32 of 103 on this season. Yeah. In 24 games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and his pre-tour shooting is actually okay, um, 75%. So there are tells that um, you can say, well, he can get a shot off. And like, if you have a great defender that shots 32% from three, it's not great, but it's something that you can work on. Uh, the issue is when you, you shoot like 21% or 22%. Um, I think that 30, 30 plus, it's still a good number. Not a great one, uh, I agree, but um, something you can work on. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good enough. Uh, okay, the Thunder team entering a, a tough stretch. Uh, if you haven't heard, the Thunder have a tough schedule. Yeah. Uh, so they're, this week, uh, on Monday, they're in Utah, which is today. Mm-hmm. Uh, 8 o'clock tip here Central Time. Uh, they get Brook- the Brooklyn Nets in OKC. It's the early tip game. They tip at 6 o'clock against Brooklyn. And then Thursday, they have the Pacers, which I mean, that's that's probably... I mean, I don't know. if like Who do you think is better, Indiana or Brooklyn right now? I think that Indiana is much better than Brooklyn uh, because they will not... Uh, allow any um, they, they they are a good defensive team they, they are focused they have an okay uh, big man rotation with Domas and, and Turner they have reliable guys and it's hard that Indiana beats uh, himself mm-hmm. I cannot say the same uh, with Brooklyn probably also because I, I haven't seen as much while I, I watched a little bit more of Indiana and um, it's it's tough to play on the road against teams that are very organized and that can have um, solid solid uh, players in the roster. And um, yeah, so I think that Indiana is will be hard. Never, but in any case, I think that OKC can uh, and should win both of those games. I have no feelings about the game of tonight. Uh, it can. I, I'm sure it will be like a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea of the results. Yes, Utah is not a good spot either. They just lost to Memphis, so they they want revenge. And the series, I think, it's 3-0 um, in the season. And so it will be an interesting one. Yeah, it'll depend on what, what Paul looks like. Mm-hmm. Is he can, can he turn it around? He came back from the shoulder injury. Uh, there's rumors about it. Out, uh, out there about his rotator cuff being torn. Uh, mm-hmm. I have, I mean, I have no way to confirm if that's true or untrue. Uh, I mean, it, that could be the truth where he just has a small tear uh, mm-hmm. that can heal over time. And, you know, it's probably, it could be not a big deal. You know, you don't have to have surgery on a rotator cuff that's torn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, has to be a specific type of tear to have surgery. So I don't think that, I mean, I I wouldn't just step out here and say that's completely untrue. There's no way that guy knows what he's talking about. Uh, But I would also say like, there's a chance that it, you know, it it could be true. Um, But I I mean, the Thunder aren't going to tell anybody, I don't think, unless something really bad happens. So yeah, I think he'll play through it. I think that, you know, ho- hopefully he can turn it around because they need him this week uh, to be as close to what he was before. Because they got Utah tonight. If they haven't, if they want a chance to win in Utah, like he's got to be great. Like he just has yeah. to be great. And then Saturday, or every single one of the other player needs to be uh, 
Yeah. Like, great. Or, and, or like, Schroeder needs to have, like, an efficient night or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Very efficient one. Like, the yeah. one where he goes, like, four out of six from three. Yeah. I mean, we have, haven't had a night like that from Schroeder in a while. So, uh, it would, it's going to take – it would take a lot to beat Utah in Utah, especially mm. – both teams are off of a loss. I kind of like the Thunder more off of a loss than I do off of a win. Uh, I think that they play. I think they play harder off of a loss. And so, if they could go, you know, they play Portland, LA, Utah. If they can go two and one, I mean, that's almost miraculous at this point yeah. with the way that they had been playing. So, uh, we'll see. Uh, Saturday, Golden State's in town to play the Thunder. It's a big one. It's a 7.30 tip. Uh, it's an ABC game. Uh, it's a big yeah. game. And the uh, the Golden State Warriors aren't exactly in the best place right now. Uh, they lost and to the they Phoenix could Suns. play without KD. Yeah, it could be without KD, which would be a little disappointing mm-hmm. to to have them come back and for, for KD to uh, not be present. But uh, it's a definite possibility, uh, which is kind of sad because you, you want – you want to see Russ versus KD when the Golden State Warriors are in town, uh, for sure. Uh, so, anyways, this is a tough schedule. The next week is not that much easier. They get Miami at home on Monday. Then they have uh, Toronto at home, which is the Nick Collison uh, jersey retirement on March 20th. Mm-hmm. Then they play in Toronto on March 22nd. Uh, so, it's it's... Not as many games next week, but it's it's a tough it's a tough schedule. So along the way, I mean, the easiest games they have left are probably Brooklyn, Indiana. That's this week. Miami at home. Mm-hmm. They play on the road at Memphis. They get Indiana at home. They get Dallas at home. They get the Lakers at home, and then probably Detroit. But Detroit's like pretty good. Like they've been playing well lately. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it depends on Detroit because now they are six games back uh, from Boston and they are in the sixth spot in the East. And so maybe if they can have enough win uh, by then, they could be in the in the sixth spot period. They cannot go up or down. And so that game could be meaningless for them. Uh, I don't see any scenario where that game could be meaningless for OKC because, mm-hmm. because of the schedule, because of how... Portland and um, Houston and Utah are playing as of now. So it could be uh, that game could be uh, less important for others than for OKC. And the same goes for Milwaukee. I think that no one will play for Milwaukee the last game of the season. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's on their floor, so maybe they they would want to show something. But if I'm Buttonholzer and I have like I can rest my guys for uh, one day more. Uh, without risking any injury, I would do that. Especially because there's very little chance that Milwaukee hasn't clinched the um, the first spot in the East by mm-hmm. then. And it's possible with Houston as well that they could clinch the third seed by then too. Who, OKC? Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> it, they're playing so well right now. Yeah. I mean, they got they kind of eked out a win there in Dallas. The the Mavs are good in Dallas. Like that's not an embarrassing mm-hmm. thing. Uh, so I mean, like it's this is just it, it's going to be a tough stretch for a lot of these teams. And right now, uh, the Thunder are a full game back of Houston. 
the Blazers are, and the Thunder have the exact same record, and then Utah is two and a half games back, uh, as well as the Spurs are two and a half games back. Of oh, Spurs and Clippers are all. <laughs> everybody's just nodded right now. Um, they're they're in the West, so it's just crazy. It's going to be a crazy finish. Uh, what where would you predict the Thunder to finish? I would predict they will play Portland in the first round. Um, if I have to bet, I would say they finish fourth in the West. Yeah. Um, probably in a tie uh, with Portland. Um, they basically have the, the home court advantage just because of the um, season series. And I think that this is where you would predict OKC to finish, uh, more or less, at the beginning of the season. Now, maybe you would you would want to see them uh, climb back, climb up to three. But if you know today that the three seed means Utah, what do you choose? I choose Portland. Yeah, me too. Uh, which may be stupid because it might um, be. It could be. It might be. I don't know. I mean, Portland has two of the best score um, in the game, yeah. but they they have three players. I feel like yes. In order for Portland to win, uh, which and don't get me wrong, this can happen. But Aminu needs to play great. Harkless need to play to play great. If not. I don't think that that Portland is as scary. Utah has more variance. They have players that can that are specifically built to to cause OKC trouble. Gobert is probably kryptonite for for Westbrook. Uh, Ingles is a very good shooter that can defend on Paul George. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is a great player. Rubio is another kryptonite for uh, Russell Westbrook. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I I don't like that matchup. Um, and uh, Maybe, maybe I'm stupid, but uh, I don't know. I would say four, and that is uh, probably a very long way to say that. Yeah, it's there's not an easy matchup, but like you're basically choosing at this point: Houston, Portland, Utah. Like who out of those three? Like that's that's, those are the most likely first round opponents for the Thunder. And I think that you, I mean. Maybe Utah at the end of the day is the easiest opponent of those three. Because I, I know the Thunder have beat the Blazers four times this season. And the Thunder could beat the Jazz four times this season. I mean, that's not out of the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe Utah, like Utah's, they've, they've got some guys, but if they're not making shots, if you can defend them, uh, you know, I, I don't know. At the end of the day, it's, it's tough. Uh, but I think that it's, it's possible that Utah may be the weakest opponent of three, but it's close. It's not like the margin is huge uh, because Portland's been good. And yeah. They have the same record as the Thunder, you know? Yeah. Their point differential is not that far. You know, Portland and Utah have the same point differential right now. Yeah. Yeah. And weirdly enough, I mean, uh, it's Houston, the one that has the, the worst point differential um, of, right. the, of the two, probably because when they were bad, they were real bad, and Iokisi and Poulton, they didn't have as many blowouts as Houston did. Yeah. And um, that, that probably counts. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's it's tricky to decide. The worst thing would be 
if somehow um, you are very close to the tree and you let it go, and then San Antonio is the one who ends up being the sixth seed, which can happen. Mm-hmm. It's unlikely, uh, but could happen. Mm-hmm. Who would fall? Who would you predict to fall? Utah? Oh, no, I meant Utah. Uh, they, they, they could. Uh, they, I don't think that Portland will fall as much. Yeah. And the same goes for, for OKC. Um, Wouldn't that be Utah so is, terrible for the Denver Nuggets? Like you fight all season, you end up yeah, at the two seed, yeah. and then you play Utah in round one. Yeah, that's that's awful. <laughs> uh, I guess it awful. could be Golden State. I mean, with the way that they're playing, you know, they yeah. they've got they've gotten lucky that Denver's gone through a little lull here. Yeah, because uh, Denver is six and four in their last ten. I mean, if they if they were just playing normal ball like they were eight and two, you know, they would they'd be in position to take that number one seed because the Golden State's lost six out of the last ten games. Yeah, and you know who uh, playing good ball against minor opponent could be in in the mix for the first seed in the West, the OKC Thunder, and that is that is what you mean about losing uh, opportunities on oh, the my goodness yeah on the road because um, yeah i mean it's like last season um, it's not like last season but uh, some of the losses are uh, bad losses mm. and um, yeah with two or three games more you are there with denver and you don't know what happens but anyway uh, it doesn't uh, help to think about that so <laughs> What what are your thoughts about uh, the, the the Clippers game? I want to hear hear them. Uh, it was kind of similar to how they've lost games during that losing streak, where I just feel like they didn't show up really in the first quarter, and then mm-hmm. you know I, I described like how like the foul stuff. Like I get it, it's frustrating. I think the sixth foul on both Westbrook and Paul George. Despite what the last two minute report says, is I, I didn't like them. Like I didn't, mm-hmm. I, I don't like those calls. When you know those guys have five fouls, like that's the call that gets them gone. Like I don't like either one of those. Uh, but also, like you can't foul somebody in the first quarter and yeah. out of frustration, and then complain to the referees later that you know I can't believe that you let us foul out. You know, I mean, like okay, guys. Like you can't you can't shoot yourself in the foot and then get your foot run over by a car and then complain about your foot hurting. It's like, well, you actually did that to yourself earlier. Like you just, yeah. I I just think that, and you know, Paul. I think that Paul's Paul takes a lot of contact, especially when he's going to the basket and he gets frustrated. And you see his frustration every single night with the officials and. Uh, I totally get it. I totally get where he's coming from because you can see it. Uh, do, do I think he's unfairly officiated? I think for the most part, the answer is no. And also, I mean, I just don't think people under have any idea how difficult it is to be an NBA official and how fast the game yeah. moves and how you can when you're when you watch on TV, like you can see everything. When you get down, when you get down on their level, dude, I don't know how they see anything. <laughs> It's yeah. It's it is a it's a tough tough game to officiate, and it's it's kind of low hanging fruit to to go after the officials. Uh, do I think they make bad calls at times? Absolutely. I think there were some bad calls in that game. I mean, there's no there's yeah. no doubt about it. At the end of that game, there were some bad calls that may have led to the Thunder losing the game. Sure, 
Uh, is it a nightly? Is it something that's on a nightly basis? Probably not. I mean, the mm-hmm. I think the Portland game was not officiated super well, but it was on both sides. Like you could go to both Reddit pages for the Thunder and the Blazers, and you can find people that were upset about the officiating. Um, that's yeah, not, yeah, it's that's, not the kind of balance that you want, but I think that's still a balance yeah. nonetheless. Yeah, and I'm not saying that the referees cost OKC the game because that is unfair to the Clippers who played a very good basketball game, I think. Yeah. Um, but there are things that I don't understand. Um, and it's not about watching uh, call, watching plays and call um, call live. For example, the Russell Westbrook foul was a foul. You're under two minutes to go. Uh, you go and take a look. They did it, like, I remember vividly the game last season in, in Indiana where Josh Eustis made, a, I think, a huge defensive play. They they watched the foul, even if they, they couldn't, and they revert the call. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's the sixth foul of the, a former MVP on a tight game. I don't care if you saw them. You go and watch because it's under two minutes and you can. And there is a trigger because there is a foul. And I, I don't real, I don't know why sometimes they, they, they go and look at the replay and sometimes they don't. It's very they call consistent. For it. You can call for it. The Thunder could have called for it. And they didn't? Mm-mm. The Thunder could have asked. Oh. oh. Then, then I don't realize why they didn't. Okay. Yeah. Uh, never mind, referees. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the yeah. Thunder should have asked yeah. for it uh, if they want. But the last two-minute report confirmed it was a foul. I disagree. But yeah, and you never know what they're going to call in the moment as well. Yeah. Because I do it's think freaky. that that was as close to a 50-50 call as you can get. Yeah, Gallo was not in a um, good defensive position. He has no. his feet moving and uh, right. and Russ didn't lower the shoulder enough. Anyway, yeah. uh, uh, well, okay, let's say that it's OKC falls. I agree. Um, I, I didn't love the consistency. Like, you let Beverly be... Uh, that aggressive, then yeah. you don't call tiki taki fouls. Right. Like you cannot, you cannot allow that kind of defense on PG just because it's Beverly, and then on the other end, um, penalizing uh, on like screen defense. Mm-hmm. It's it's not correct because you see players see what Beverly does. They play with the same aggressiveness, and they get caught. That is not fair. The, the, and, this uh, league operates that way, and it, it's not it's not great because Patrick Beverly yeah. had three fouls, and then well, yeah. the last two minute report said he had how many in the last two, two minutes? Two in the last minute and a half. Yeah, yeah, two in the last minute and a half. I, yeah, I mean he he's a guy that probably should have fouled out as well. Yeah, yeah, and and, and if he does, and the Clippers win anyway, fine. I mean that can happen, but at least you have. Uh, like a consistent way to officiate. And to be honest, even if it was consistent, too many fouls. That game was borderline unwatchable mm-hmm. because of how many, um, uh, how, how much time they spend at the line. Same with Portland um, the, the night before. And yeah, so I, I didn't like that. And um, I don't know. Uh, there are a few other things that I didn't like. For example, the one continuation that Lou Williams got, which was exactly the opposite of the focus of the season. Like, mm-hmm. 
if the the guy is not in the shooting motion and he was shooting a three, uh, then you cannot give continuation, and they did. So it's 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 thing that I I don't understand. But yeah, I mean, uh, they did the just, same thing. Uh, they gave one to Lillard in Portland as well, just like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very close. And um, those those calls, I know that can it, it's meaningless to point them out uh, because we, we we are not the guys who. Um, who evaluate the referees but still um, I don't know I didn't like the game uh, because of that and uh, if a fan don't like the game because of the referee that is never a good look yeah for the league. Well, and I think it was very consistent across the entire Thunder fan base they didn't like the way that that game was yeah. officiated so we'll see we'll see what tonight looks like if there's yeah. any sort of bounce back but you know, I don't want to take anything away from Lou Williams in that game, or even Gallinari. Oh, no, he like, was they, awesome. They were both so good. Uh, yeah. And, you know, they won the game for their team. And, you know, Russell, and this is a, a big bright spot, is that Russell looks good. Like, he's yeah. driving to the basket. You know, when, when you watched him against Memphis last week, it was like, oh, boy. Like, is he all right? <laughs> <laughs> like he like one he's yeah. like completely lost his mind uh and then two like he's not going to the basket at all like what like yeah, what is the that deal I, here i i really did not understand like you are playing against Joachim Noah and and Valanciunas there was uh, I, I, am i mistaken or Jaron Jackson was out yeah Jaron Jackson's out for the season yeah, i believe so no no Rim protection whatsoever. So there was nothing. Uh, sorry, my coffee machine went on for like apparently no reason. Um, uh, yeah. So and he had all the space in the world, and he he just settled for as many jumpers as he could. Mm-hmm. That 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 I didn't understand. But I I felt like against both Portland and um, and the Clippers, he was. He was really looking forward uh, to to go to the basket, yeah. and that is that is a very very good sign. He was awesome, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, if we could just get Paul to be healthy with this version of Russell, like this is, and then the the defense kind of turn on a little bit more, like that's like top level thunder. But I just don't feel like it's, these guys can match up with like playing great together. Because Russell, like right now, like if this is the Russell that we get come playoff time, I think the Thunder are like really well positioned, and if they can just get Paul George back healthy, uh, that's good. Because the bench has played well lately, save for Dennis Schroeder, who I think has been mm-hmm. just abysmal recently. Yeah, uh, but yeah, except is, for the fourth. Yeah, yeah, he, the Clippers. He, he was okay in the early part of the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, overall five of twenty. Like okay, yeah. like Dennis Schroeder does not need to be shooting yeah. the ball twenty times. I mean, that should just not be a thing. Uh, but if yeah, he, it, if he can turn it around a little bit, because he's he's had cold streaks, hot and cold streaks during the season. Like yeah. he just needs he doesn't need to be on fire like he was in January. Like he just needs to be more efficient than five of twenty. Uh, but they're getting a lot of production from other guys. I think like Nader's been good. Like he's been pretty yeah. good for this team. He's played some good minutes uh, in the last two games. And then I feel like Markeith is is rounding into form and finding his role in this team. Yeah, those are the um, two two things that I think were the best um, positive of the Clippers loss. 
I think that Nader is starting to get uh, the defense and he's starting to be a little bit quicker on his feet and he's not closing out as hard, but he's trying to to contest anyway. Mm-hmm. And it was incredible to see that the best defender on Lou Williams was him. <laughs> Maybe it was a ch- it was just um, random because yeah. random things happen all the time in the NBA. And if you take like five minutes of the game, anything could happen. Uh, even Robertson, like hitting four or five trees that happened as well. So it can be random, but he was very, very solid on, on, on Williams while providing very good offense. I mean, that dunk was incredible. He dunked on, on, on Harold. I know. So weird. <laughs> yeah. And Keith, Keith, um, I don't care about the offense because no. I know that like somehow he will be able to provide offense in either pick and pop mm-hmm. or a few post-ups. Uh, I don't like the mid-range, but he will take like one or two. I don't care. Mm-hmm. What I'm looking at is, is he terrible on defense? And I think that the last two games, I would say was okay. Not yeah. good, but okay. And if Keith can be okay on defense, you, you, got, a, you got a player. Because Tupat was oftentimes zero on offense and okay on defense. Mm-hmm. It was not like great on the defensive end. And I think that what Markeith can do that Pat surely can't do is being an, a, a positive defensive rebounder. With, with, and with Noel, you need that. And so if Keith can be this kind of player for the rest of the season, this is a very good signing. And lastly, I want to touch on the can Paul and Russ be great together? Mm-hmm. And I think the answer is yes. But if Russ, Russ shoots as much, I don't think they can be the best mm-hmm. together. And in, on, on, on some level, with Russ shooting uh, low volume, is likely that his percentages are not as good. There is a correlation between the fact that the MVP year he was shooting that much and he was still efficient. Mm-hmm. And then the year after, he starts shooting not as much, and the percentage are the percentage are not there. Then he starts shooting more, and the percentage go up in January last season. And this year, same thing. So to me, it's there is some correlation because if if for us is shooting like 15 to uh, 20 times and not 20 to 25 times, those shots are either a possession that PG takes on his own, or shoot, uh, or wide open shots for other guys. And I don't know. I don't know where those shots are better placed. Yeah. If if it is Russ or others. And as of now, in the last week, it seems that OKC is better off with Russ shooting less than Russ shooting more. He's, he's efficient. That is the problem. He's very efficient the last mm-hmm. few few weeks. But somehow, maybe it's just PG being out and PG being not, being not the best. But... Um, we, we we need to see both having a great game. Yeah. And the Utah game doesn't count because Russ fouled out and PG took over. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I do think that some of this does fall on the shoulders of, of PG just not being very good recently. Mm-hmm. And so I I want to see I want to see it I want to see a full strength Paul George with this version of Russ. Like, yeah, what happens? Is is Russ still going to be the alpha in that situation? Is he still going to take? I mean, he took 
seven more shots in that game. Mm-hmm. Is that going to happen? I mean, some of those happened after Paul George fouled out, but uh, yeah. but still, it it is. I do think you're right. The best version of the Oklahoma City Thunder is when, <clears throat> excuse me, Paul George is taking more shots than Russell. I just think that's yeah. that's the best best case scenario for this team. Uh, Mikel, I want to get your take on Steven Adams because right now you're either for him or against him. Where are you at? Oh boy, this is such a hard question to answer. Um, there is part of me that is mad at Steven because I, I was looking for a great season and the beginning of the season was kind of in that direction, but then somewhere in between Christmas and the new year, we lost Stephen. And we always said, well, this is the usual Stephen that, that, that uh, in January he's beat down. Uh, and so he has a lesser month. But now we are in March. I don't see him being the same player that I saw at the beginning of the season. And it's a kind of a trend. Then maybe he resurrects a bit for the, for the playoffs. But to be honest with you, I, I get why Steven is a crucial um, member of this team. And the defense uh, is some, a lot of the times, is not his fault. Because uh, when you see like a guy like Harold rolling free to the rim and Steven is playing close to, to Lou Williams and you blame him, then in those actions, you are dead wrong. That is the help guy who should be there to contest. Because this is how the defense is played. So if you are complaining with Steven for the pick and roll defense, this is this is you being wrong. But if you are complaining about him being less aggressive on, on offense, less uh, polished on offense, less effective, less efficient, then I think there is some reason to be mad. Um, but not completely on Steven. Like he's getting less and less touches. And that is the other part of Russell taking so many shots is Steven is taking less. And I think that to get him involved in the offense, you need to feed him. And that is, it's kind of gone. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't realize why. And, and it's hard for a player to be 100% focused when you don't touch the ball as much. And if you realize, like last season, Steven Adams speaking roll with the lob was probably one of the, one of the best action that, that OKC run. This year is gone. There is yeah. a guy who mentioned that on Twitter. I sorry, I don't remember from the top of my head who he was, but it was a right um, conclusion to say that that is uh, less and less for KC. I wonder if those kind of actions will come back in the playoffs. I'm yeah. not sure about it, but but it can be, and um, especially with Russ being back from three, that may be something that uh, teams start officiating, uh, I'll start defending in a different way. And so maybe the, um, the pick and roll can be back. But yeah, so it's it's a mixed feeling for me. Uh, defensively, I'm okay. I don't care about rim protection a lot. Uh, I do care, though, about uh, the overall um, feeling that Steven is not giving. Uh, it's, it's not a force as before, uh, especially on offense. And, um, and that feeling... Uh, it's part of the reason why I think there is so much chatter about him. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Yeah, I think it's completely fair. He's had he's had a weird a weird stretch here, and yeah, like, something to keep in mind. Like he's twenty five years old. 
And for him to have a slump like this, I mean, for a 25-year-old role player to have a slump, I mean, is that an unusual thing in the NBA? No, no. But I, I often wondered if he could be more than a role player. Yeah. And I was convinced that that could be the case. Maybe yeah. I was too optimistic. Mm-hmm. And that, that can be because, I mean, I'm... I'm always optimistic on on uh, on Steven because I I think he's a I mean I love him as a player so um, but yeah if you think if you think that he's a role player then yeah but this season is okay uh, yeah. I just didn't think that that was his status he's a high level role player and and then there was like all star buzz for him early in the yeah. season yeah uh, before New Year yeah which is you know. I don't know if he can get back to that place. I also just think he plays so physically that he's mm-hmm. going to have to figure out like he's going to have to figure out how to balance that because he's kind of faded as the seasons have gone on uh, through the years, yeah. and so he's yeah. going to have to find a way to make that a sustainable way to play, or he's going to have to alter his game a little bit. Um, yeah, but and I've always said this like one of the best and worst things about Steven is that he's not going to ask for shots and that he's going to keep to himself and just do it what his job is and if it doesn't make him look good like he doesn't care like he's doing exactly what billy tells him to do and he he could stand have the ball more i think he, he took five shots in that clippers game in 32 minutes you know nerlands took the yeah. same amount of shots in half the minutes yeah I mean, that's, that, and it's that's a lot of it's good. that he's playing a lot of minutes with russell and paul in which he shouldn't be getting a lot of shots with with them, and I I totally get that. There's different circumstances, um, but yeah, he could stand to be more aggressive on that end, and they could they could go to him a little bit more. Uh, yeah, and I don't know if he's not healthy. I don't know if it's a mental thing. It, it seemed this is I have my my baby. I'm holding my baby right now. If you heard him sneeze, um, I just think that. They could stand to go to him more, but I just don't. I feel like some of his issues are mental recently. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't know that he's quite mentally engaged right now, uh, and that could be for a variety of reasons that we just don't yeah. know. I mean, that's, exactly. he's, he's a human being. <laughs> Unfortunately, humans yeah. have human conditions, and yeah. uh, you know, I don't. I don't know what what the what the issue is with Stephen lately, but there is one. Like you can't. We can't just pretend that there's been nothing going on with him, yeah. um, but also like the Thunder defense has issues itself, and yeah. anytime the Thunder defense is not playing near their top level, Steven's going to look so much worse. Like it's just that's yeah. just the nature of of this defense, um, because if the help's not there, it's it looks like Steven's letting his guy dominate him. And that's not always the case, and it, but it also has been the case. Like Towns dominated Stephen, he absolutely yeah. destroyed him. Jokic did the same. Yeah. Uh, so it's yeah. There's, there's yeah, a lot. There's a lot with Stephen. I kind of feel bad for him right now. Yeah. Now that I think about it, uh, there was a game. Um, I think it was Houston, the one where OKC uh, went down pretty big, and then they somehow find a way to, to win the game. Um, I remember that game, Steven looked awful. Yeah. And, well, the defense looked awful. So many uh, pick and roll for Farid, um, like wide open dunks and stuff like that. And then 
I was looking at the film. I think I was talking to Brad, um, to Brad about it, and I felt like there was a help missing every single time. And in the second half, like somehow Grant was always there, and defense looks great. Uh, Grant looks great, and Stephen looks okay as the first half. So Stephen has to 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 be up on pick and roll defenses. Because against Harden, against Mitchell, against Lillard, against uh, Murray, against every good team in the West, Stephen will be the guy who prevents an immediate three. That is, that is his job. While trying to, to be physical enough to give less space to the roller. But sometimes the pass goes anyway. Because the, like this league has great passers and Lillard, uh, Murray, uh, Mitchell, these are great passers. Mm-hmm. And so... If the help is not there, you you feel like that that Stephen is uh, the guy is to blame, and I, it's 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 just wrong. So sometimes it's really uh, Grant or Russ being a spot uh, like a tad late, and maybe Fair being less effective because players are starting to to play around with him in different ways, like they are pushing him on screens and getting and and getting away with that. So there are multiple things that go into the. The fact that OKC is not a good team defensively. And sometimes, like against the Clippers, I really felt like Alinari made like all the shots and all the shots were contested. Yeah. What you can do? I mean, sometimes players just got into the rhythm. Yes, you can be overly aggressive, but sometimes the official calls that way, yeah. calls that, that those contacts. And I felt like OKC was called for, for some contacts early on and they said, well, okay, we will play a little bit less aggressive. And whereas like Pat Beverly basically decide I- I'll do that anyway. So it's, it's hard. Sometimes it's effort. Sometimes it's being less focused because again, we said it many times. This defense requires very, very high concentration. Mm-hmm. It's not a defense where you play schematically and, and you get an average defense off of that. It's a very specific defense that has a very high ceiling and very low floor. And this is what we are witnessing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think those are all really good points. Uh, I want to go over some stats over the last 10 games with this team and talk about how impressive in, in the with the context of where the Thunder have been, how impressive that Blazers win was. The Thunder mm-hmm. are 25th and net rating over the last 10 games. Great. They've been super bad, man. They're 17th in defense. Their offensive rating is 22nd. It's just abysmal. And they beat the Blazers over the last 10 games for themselves. are 7-3. and three. They have 116.2 offensive rating which is uh, ranked second next to Detroit, wow. who has the best offensive rating in the league over the last 10 games. Uh, and then their defensive rating is 13th. They're second in net rating over the last 10 games. Wow. The Blazers are. So for the Thunder wow. to go into Portland and win is is impressive. And it's also like a little maddening that you're like, okay, you have this in you. <laughs> Like, yeah, and you and you knew like you we watched them lose to uh, the Kings and like Denver. The Denver loss is fine. Losing in to Philly in OKC, yeah. like okay, come on. And then losing the way they did to San Antonio, where they get blown out by fourteen points, which didn't happen yeah. often. 
but it's just like okay like like where are you guys and paul was out for that game and i i get that but still it's just like where are you like what is going on here uh and they just weren't engaged like the you know philly uh, San Antonio, Memphis, like they just weren't engaged, and then you like they lost to Minnesota, which yeah, I like. No one is anybody surprised they lost to Minnesota on the road, like absolutely not. But is that a team you should go and beat with the remaining schedule yeah. that you have? Yes, like you got to go try to beat that team. Yeah. And I know Towns was insane, I get it, but if the defense played to their potential from the start, and that's and to me that's the kind of the thing that's been killing this team is that they don't start playing their defense from the start they get behind and then the third quarter like okay i guess we're just get we're gonna we're gonna do this so they go out there and they do and they get back in the game like that's great but you know what if you had started the game like this maybe carl anthony towns isn't on fire by now and there's nothing you can do about it you know yeah and even 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 with the clippers too fire yeah yeah and even if one player is on fire then you establish yourself for all the others yeah. And if Towns makes 50 points like Lillard did, wow, guess what? You can still win the game. You can still win. Like it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you did that. Like Lillard has probably the best game of his season and in Portland, and you, and you won. Mm-hmm. And you should have won in the regulation, to be honest. So, yeah, yeah that is maddening. And there is – we should do a game for the remainder of the, of the season. And after the first possession – we just uh, say that who if Russ is engaged or or he's not, and believe me, I'm I'm playing that game over the last I don't know, I don't know three weeks. Engaged on the defensive it, end, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. It works yeah. all the all the time. Like you can see the first two possessions and say nope or yes. And mm-hmm. in Portland, I remember saying, okay, this is interesting against the Clippers. Like first possession. Boom, screen, and he was dead on the screen. Mm-hmm. He cannot do that. No. Like, he can just not do that. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it's not just Russ, of course. But it's also Steven. It's also, you can get the first rotation of Grant and see if he's, uh, he's trying to get to the spot. Sometimes mm-hmm. he, he doesn't look at the possession and he, he's like very far behind. So, yeah, you can, you can see pretty much if OKC is focused from, for the first, like, two, three possession and, and get the feeling. They can win anyway, but um, but you get like a, a steep uh, curve to to climb then. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at Utah's injury report, uh, Dante Exum, he's listed as probable for tonight's game mm-hmm. um, with the ankle injury, which is kind of interesting. He's a guy that I think is pretty important to Utah, especially playing against mm-hmm. OKC because he's really their only like super athletic defender outside of Donovan Mitchell and Mitchell's mm-hmm. like taking on way too much responsibility on the offensive end for him to like just completely lock in defensively. Um, so he's interesting. Uh, uh, Neto is out. Uh, Ricky Rubio has been ruled out for the game with a hip injury. Um, so like, and then Epe Udo who doesn't play anyways is listed as yeah. probable but so like rubio being out is super interesting because like yeah. what does russell look like against utah without rubio because <laughs> i mean seriously it was hilarious watching him in the last game because he just posted him up every single chance oh we got another opinion here um i just 
I just think that maybe we don't get a like Russell with his hair on fire tonight, which is it can be a good thing for the team, like no doubt. But I think in the in recent years, it's been more of a bad thing than a good thing. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, I just want to see the first three shots that he takes. Yeah, what kind of shots they are, and yeah. how he defends. He will probably be on either Corver, which is scary, or uh, I don't know Ingles. I don't know. I don't know who starts for for Utah without without uh, Rubio. Yeah, I think that it's good. I mean, Jay Crowder, Royce O'Neal combination with Don yeah, Mitchell. Yeah, Dennis Royce O'Neal is probably what it is. Yeah, uh, they because they like to play Royce O'Neal. That's I like that guy. He's he's pretty awesome. I don't them. know why you like him. I know why? yeah, I know why you like him, but uh but you like him very much. Like too much for him for his skills, I would say. I mean he's just a three and D player. Like Yeah. That's not it. very like not nothing, very three E. Nothing else. He's shooting thirty nine percent on the season. Thirty nine? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. I don't I'm, know what the attempts I'm, are at. Yeah. He's fifty of hundred and twenty six on the season. Well that's that's not a small sample. No. That's he's, a good sample. I like oh, that. Oh, wow. Yeah. I and remember us having... He's basically... He has the same shooting percentage as Kyle Corver does. On less, much less attempts, obviously. Yeah, and probably wide open game. ones, but still. Yeah, 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 yeah. if Russ... I, I would say that Russ guards the guy, and he gets the same amount of wide open shots that he gets on the regular basis. <laughs> that's probably right. <laughs> yeah, that's probably right. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, their their shooting is is. I, I need to see if I can line up their shooting from last year to this year because like they have nobody shooting forty percent. Um, Tavo's shooting forty eight percent, but he doesn't play for them. Uh, George yeah. Yang shoots forty percent, um, but he doesn't. I got my baby here talking up the yeah. storm. Um. He's maybe telling me that I have to go to work. I think what that is? I think that's exactly what he's telling you. He's yeah. saying, Thank go you. to Thank work, McKelly. Uh, anyways, interesting game tonight. Enjoy it. Thanks for listening to our show. Leave us a five-star review. Hope you guys have a great, <laughs> hope you guys have a great Monday. And we'll I talk really to you guys have to go to work. <laughs> <laughs>